And don't bother coming back neither! Ladies and gentlemen, behold this medieval tale of individual injustices. Come on lads, open up! It's not my fault I smells. And parallel planes. Right lads, find our human saviour, quick shop, or else we're fecked. Her name, Mary Oldbold, although she was young and had lots of hair. Oh well, so much for adult education and further opportunities. Now, what else is there to do to do? His name, King Fleeco, king and ruler of the planet Fleeco. And with the aid of these revolutionary power packs, we can't possibly fail. Well, uh, hopefully not anyway. The year, 1467. The setting, a pokey, pathetic, poxy excuse of a village deep in the Shire of Devon, England. Since time immemorial, there have been tales of man's fight against evil and injustice. In the tale that you are about to hear, it is not the struggles of one man, but one woman. It started March 22nd, 1467. Mary Oldbold, alone, and not surprisingly, made her way to her destination. Or should I say, destiny. For little did she know of the events that were to be. Yes, the Brunswick Inn. Armed with a shilling, Mary made her way to the bar. Hello. I'll have half an Adam's ale, please, buddy. Right you are, Mary. Once served, Mary makes her way to a table and places her tankard perfectly in the centre. I said the centre. Like, does it matter? When suddenly, who should fly in via a small window and land directly on the tip of Mary's nose? Ouch! It was no other than King Fleeco himself. Oh, hello there. Mary, I am Fleeco, King of all the fleas, and I need your help. Oh, witty, witty, please. Yes, he was a poet and he knowed it. But before he had a chance to explain his predicament in full, Mary sneezed. <laughs> Bless you. Why, thank you. Consequently, King Fleeco was sent flying across the room before landing finally in a tankard of cider. What the? And in doing so, caused the said tankard to topple over. Er, Sid, did Jim see that? Er, knocked my said tankard over without even touching it. I did too! Earth must be a witch! Let's burn she! <laughs> no! Please wait! It weren't me, it were the flea! Yes, she too was a poet, although she didn't know it. That didn't wash, did it? Nope, but at least it rhymed. In that case, do your worst. As all grab Mary... <laughs> and drag her out into the open night. Oi, do you mind? Two fleas, Jan and Stan, enter via the very same window as their king, only to find their master and mentor lying motionless in a pool of slops, gathering him up into their ever-trusting arms. Um, technically speaking, their legs, actually. Yeah, if you please. Whatever. They hastily make their exit, and trust me, not a moment too soon. <laughs> The prison cell. It is morning. Mary is lying on her bed, crying. I said crying. Oh, sorry. Oh, for pity's sake. Right, where were we? Oh, yes. Enter the jailer. So, you be the wicked witch of old Nars Dottingham. Ha ha! Ha ha! Ha 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 ha! Now then, what would you like for your breakfast? Frog's legs or lizard's heads? <laughs> and if you thought that was completely over the top, enter the sheriff. All rise for the ever mighty muscle sheriff of Dottingham. we said rise. I am rised. Good morning, master. Judging by what I see before me, I couldn't have put it more aptly myself, gentlemen. Now then, tell me, my dear, what is your name? Oh, sire, but I am a simple maiden of old medieval England. Yes, yes, whatever. You're a female and that's good enough for me. Now, you've been charged under Section 26, 
Paragraph B, subheading 7 of the 1414 Act of Witchcraft. How do you... Excuse me, oh, great one, but you've left out the page number. Yes, yes, all right. Page 15 of the 1414 Act of Witchcraft. So, what have you to say? Oh, sire, I know nothing of this witchcraft of which you speak. Oh, no? Then how come you've just published this book? But that's a pornographic magazine. Oh, good, good, yes. Um, you've just passed the first test. However, this is the book I am referring to. And the other one is a present for my grandfather. Ooh, can I have a look? You've more chance directing spit in the wind. Now then, let's see what we've got, shall we? Oh, yes. Words and phrases of magic. Abracadabra, hocus pocus, slugs, snails and puppy dogs' tails. Need I go on? Oh, tis true. I did publish that there book. I'd just like to thank my agent and my pet rat squirmish. But they not be the works of Mary Oldbold, that being the one whose you is stood with now. Oh no, for they do belong to the old lady of the manor, from whom I stole it. Indeed. And now, my dear, this is the price you pay. You are to be burnt at the stake at precisely 12 noon tomorrow in the main square, where you will be made an example of to all whom dare meddle with the laws of justice. Or something like that. And, as an added bonus, be it only last evening that I devised my sixth and final method of torture for my all-new potential game show extravaganza, Death by Dice. Believe me. When I say that he has been working on that plan longer than I've been trying to lose my virginity. Great babe. Just pick a number between one and six, wench. Oh, oh, I don't know. Come on, it's a piece of... it's... it's simple. Off, off the tip of my tongue, like? It can come out of whatever orifice you'd like. Just give me a number. Seven. Are you deliberately trying to wind me up? Twenty-two. Never mind, I'll just throw the damn dice. One hundred and thirty-three. Ha-ha, number four. You are to be burnt at the stake, with a selection of exotic fruits placed right where it hurts the most, if you know what I mean. You don't mean where I think you mean, do you? I most certainly do mean where you think I mean. If you think I mean the place that I know that I mean. I'm glad somebody knows what he means, I think. But, Sawyer... I can't be burnt at the stake, for it goes against all my principles. In case you have forgotten, amidst all the excitement, Mary, you have been charged with witchcraft, and therefore, no one cares. No? Still, worth a try. Now, take her away and put her in a cell. But, Sawyer, we're already in a cell. Oh, well, well done. You, um, you've just passed the second test. As for now... It is I that shall leave this happy little congregation. However, I shall return this evening for, let's say, a little one-on-one, -on -one, if you equally know what I mean. Guards! Oh, jailer, pray tell. What am I to expect of him? Well, if his record to date is anything to go by, I'd say 30 to 45 seconds. Tops. After discovering King Fleeco at the inn, Jan and Stan take their leader back to Fleeco Palace whereupon he is pronounced dead on arrival. Consequently, a royal burial ceremony is arranged and all of Fleeco turn out to pay their last respects. Lieutenant Commander Flea steps up to the podium. I'd just like to say a few passing words. He was an ambitious Flea, an honourable Flea. Not only that, he was a leader, a strong leader, a true leader. He led us here, he led us there. That's bloody King Fleeco! Let us Oh, my son, my only son, your father would have been so proud of you. It seems like only yesterday that you used to poop in your pants and I'd send for a maid to come and clean your disgusting, smelly little hole. <laughs> then you went to school, thank God. And do you remember 
On your first day, you broke both your tentacles. Ah! I said tentacles. <laughs> and when you reached puberty, why, there wasn't a single female safe from exposure to your battery-operated collection. What? what? And so, as Lieutenant Commander Flea attempts to strike the match that will soon engulf King Fleeco, Come on, you've had a fecking light. King Fleeco himself suddenly awakens. Surely, Lieutenant Commander Flea would notice just in the nick of time. Gotcha. Meanwhile, back at the inn, it's Saturday night, and crowds of people are drinking and generally having a good time. Yeah, like nice one. Or at least making out they are. Hey, Bertie, too. That there do not look like a right juicy pair toy. Indeed it be, Barry one. Does Jim want to jump? When suddenly, they were rudely interrupted by, well, someone. Yeah, Barry boys. Them there chickens you sold me ain't laying. Well, that's already surprising. And dead. Well, that's a rummin. I bought a couple of dead chickens once and they didn't lay either. Fortunately for us, Robin, Mary's <coughs> male friend, enters the inn. He has a look of anxiety about his face. Not that he had anything in particular on his mind, he was just born that way. He too approaches the Burry Boys. Here, Burry's one and two, has either of these seen Mary? I saw her last month, Robin, at the market. I too saw her, last week, at the market. Here, come to think of it, I saw her only last month. Well, oh, that's it. At, at the, the market. market! Tell me this much, boys. Why do you two always take it in turns to speak? Do we? Don't ask me. Why'd you ask? Just passing time. Anyway, look. Where? Why? No, I don't mean look when I say look. I mean look, as in look. Oh, you know what I mean. No, maybe you don't. So anyway, look. Where? Why? Never mind, boys. Enjoy your evening. What were all that about? Beats me. Who beats you? Tell me, I'll have him for you. Poor Robin. What was he to do to do? He so desperately wanted to find Mary. And not because she hadn't paid her last week's coal bill. But one thing he was sure of. With friends like the Burry Boys, who needs enemies? Well, with the exception of armies at war, obviously. Here, now you come to mention it. I ain't paid her bill for the last three weeks, let alone one. But you're right, for that is not my motive for seeking Mary. Oh no, I seek her, for I am in love with her. I would do anything for her, and to her. <laughs> but let's not go there. And I want to love and cherish and protect and take care of her for as long as we both do live. Well, for as long as I do live anyway. After that, I guess I will have to look after herself. Unless, of course, she meets somebody else. Mind you... Yes, Robin, we get the message. Soppy git. But even though he was determined to be reunited with his Delilah, his efforts were not to be rewarded just yet. So, he decided to conserve his energy and remain at the inn for a little light refreshment and some equally light entertainment. Because, as any good scriptwriter knows, there's nothing like a sweet melody to pan out an otherwise ailing storyline. Personally, I thought it was a load of shit. And on that note, if you'll pardon the pun, we move swiftly on to what is my favourite part of the story. The torture chamber. Where the jailer is merrily cracking a whip at random. Uh, Confess. Uh, Confess, I say, random. For them their sins for which yim's been committed. Uh, I'm innocent, I say. And stop calling me random. My name's Jack. All right, now, that's what I like to see, Mary. A man happy in his work. Good morrow, jailer. Good morrow to you too, sire. Now, for the last time, random, oh. confess. For there's no getting out of it in here. That's a pity. I haven't had a smoke in weeks. Well, my dear, as you can see, it's not quite the Chateau de Masque. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Needless to say, it is now your home, and I'd very much like you to feel at home during your time with us. Having said that, 
I'm sure that with a touch of paint and a, a lace net curtain over the window, it could look pretty dashing. Having said that, no, no, I just said that, didn't I? So, having said that, no, no, I'm doing it again, aren't I? Anyway, so having said that, sorry, where, where was I? Oh, yes, so having said that... Just get on with it! You are going to die in approximately 23 hours, 37 minutes and 34 seconds. So it would seem it doesn't really matter either way still. Excuse me, oh impotent one, but why did you just look at your bare wrist when you said that? You're not paid to make observations, man. Thing. And for the record, it's important one, not impotent one. Confused, the jailer reaches into his waistcoat pocket and pulls out a dictionary. I know, don't ask. And proceeds to read. Important, of great significance or value, having influence or power. Impotent, powerless, decrepit of males, without sexual power. No, I was right. Just get on with your job, cretin. Nothing would give me more pleasure, oh masterful one. Take that! Uh, and that! Uh, Sorry to bother you, sire, but you got any dead for me today? Not as such, coffin man, but I will have in approximately 23 hours, 33 minutes, and 37 seconds. Oh, I just loves it when I'm fresh. Right you are then! Glad to be of service. Yeah, me too, I think. And just out of curiosity, why do you look at your wrist when referring to the time? Trust me, if I thought you would understand, I'd happily tell you. Now, Jailer, have you finished punishing that prisoner yet? Hmm, not quite, sire. Now, random, take uh, that and uh, that, and for some good reason that I will think of later, you can uh, take that and all. Now, sire, how can I be of assistance to you? And before you answer, I should make it clear to you that I carry out a variety of tortures, both here and within the chambers, and deliver directly to your abode. Although I should warn you that it can sometimes be a bit tricky fitting the mobile torture gym through the front door of any given residential establishment. In which case, you do what, exactly? We knock down the front wall of your property, sire, and then we rebuild it when you're finished. Well, sort of. Isn't that all a bit silly? I mean, can't you just dismantle the frame of your mobile thingamajig and then rebuild it once inside? Well, yeah, but it's not half as much fun. You know, you really are a total idiot, aren't you? I prefer to see it as ignorant bliss, sire. Right, well, understand me now when I say I want you to take this coin and go and spend it wisely, yes? Um... No, sorry, you got me. You know, nudge, nudge, wink, bloody wink. Mmm, uh, still no, but if you'd just like to hand over the coin, I'll go anyway. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, hang on a minute. This ain't real money, is it? So near, and yet not quite near enough, methinks. Now push off. Right you are, sir. Run, man, run! Like the winds are! So, my little lover dove, at long last, here we are, you and me. And me? Oh, yes, excuse me for just one moment. Now, where were we? Ah, yes, you and me alone. And that's not good, is it? Tell me, Mary. What do you know about the birds and the bees? Well, I knows that birds go tweet, 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 and the bees goes buzz, buzz, buzz. Yep, I can settle for that. Sawyer, why are you removing your trousers? Well, I would have thought that that was pretty bloody obvious, wouldn't you? But Sawyer, I am but a simple maiden of oldie medieval England who only wishes to get an education and better herself. Yes, yes, I know all that crap, but I am alias Pete, the pouncing pervy of Peckham. Now shut up and get your cacks off. 
Gosh, that sounds a bit of a mouthful. What am I to do to do? If you think that was all a bit of a mouthful, wait until you cast your gorgeous orbs on this baby. Oh Lord, please help me, for I know not what this man has got in his trousers. But I've heard some pretty rum old stories about it. Yes, my little sweet pea. And just for the record, I know exactly what this man has got. And let me tell you, contrary to opinion, that I've heard some pretty amazing stories about it. So ready or not, here I come. Ow! What the f- Oh, I'm sorry, Sawyer. Didn't I mention I'm wearing a chastity belt? For I am saving myself for my knight in shining armour. Although, he doesn't necessarily have to be in shining armour. Or a knight for that matter. After all, it's the personality that counts, don't you think? Guards! Yo! Fetch me a blacksmith! In fact, fetch them all. And now! Listen up, lads, and concentrate! For time is of the essence! As I'm sure that you are now all aware, that with each moment that passes, we are ever edging forward towards our fate. Yippee, the cheapy cheap market and circus are coming to town. <laughs> he doesn't mean that kind of... Oh, just pay attention, will you? But thanks to a few modifications to our power packs, i.e. they now travel in the direction that you actually want them to go, well, kind of, coupled with the ongoing, diligent detection of the girl's whereabouts, of sorts... I now sincerely believe, ish, that there is hope for us all. We can therefore, well hopefully, and will, with a bit of luck, well in fact, a lot, rescue the girl from the clutches of that evil tyrant, the Sheriff of Dottingham. And deliver her safely back here to the Kingdom of Fleeco, whereupon she shall receive the highest of royal hospitality. After which, she will, of course, be slowly and painstakingly sacrificed in order that we, as a nation, can selfishly carry on with our own, albeit pathetic, existence. Right, well, that's me reassured. What about you, Stan? Stan! Sorry, I wasn't... I know, say nothing. So, people of Fleeco... Or should I say, warriors of Fleeco, prepare for battle! And hopefully we'll come up with a plan in the meantime, just as soon as the king overcomes his little trauma. It is early evening. And the sheriff is returning to his cosy little cottage and ever-loving wife in order to recharge his battery before returning to the prison to further probe Mary. If you know what I mean. God, I'm glad I'm not Welsh. Hello? Is anyone at home? God forbid. Oh, hello, dear. What was that you just said? Oh, oh nothing, dear. Just generalising. Now then, I've just had a pretty busy day. And with any luck... I shall be having an equally busy evening, which is causing me a bit of an appetite. Would you like something to eat, dear? How did you guess, my ever-loving wench? Now, quickly, make haste to the pantry and fetch me a large turkey breast. I'm afraid all the turkey breast has gone. Will chicken breast do? I don't care what kind of breast it is, just as long as it's large and succulent. Now you must know what I mean. I'll just tend to the fire then. I'll be right with you, oh impotent one. It's not impotent one, it's important one. Once again, referring to a dictionary. Important, of great significance or value, having influence or power. Impotent, powerless, decrepit of males without sexual power. No, I was right. Replacing her dictionary, Mrs S, as she is apparently affectionately referred to, Sets about throwing a clump of wet straw onto the hearth. What, pray tell my ever-stupid wife, are you doing now? Well, it says in my book of I Ching, there is no fire without smoke. I think you'll find that it is there's no smoke without fire. Although you are totally different from me, we are exactly the same. Right, that's it. You can cancel any more of your oriental classes, including your martial arts. 
Not that you need to learn self-defence. I mean, anyone stupid enough to accost you deserves a medal for bravery, never mind a custodial sentence. Why, the only reason I married you is because your father is so stinkingly rich and influential. Aww. Ouch! You're a card. One chicken breast coming up. Trust me one more time, and I swear... Have you hung that awful witch yet? Um, no, not yet. However, we are detaining her for a further interrogation. The damn woman seems to be able to take all that I'm giving her. And if you don't know what he means by that, well then, you must be a virgin. And so, as the sheriff laughs knowingly to himself... <laughs> Little does he know that Jan and Stan have overheard his entire conversation. Did you hear that, Stan? Yeah, sorry about that, Jan. I had a curry for supper last night. Oh, can't you stinky little... Bitter out then in, as my old dear nana used to say. Let's just get back to the point, shall we? But I thought we were supposed to stay here with the sheriff in the hope that he would lead us to the girl. That is the... Anyway, it seems to me that the sheriff not only knows of the girl's whereabouts, but he's having his cake and eating it. No, he's not, Luke. He's eating a chicken breast. I don't mean... What I mean is, it sounds to me like the sheriff is... Well, you know, with the girl that King Fleeco was talking to at the inn. Problem is, the sheriff evidently thinks that the girl is a witch, but King Fleeco obviously believes that she is in actual fact our saviour. Otherwise... Why did he land on her nose? He might have just been trying to look down her top. No, we must pass this information on to the king. Follow the sheriff, rescue the girl. Quickly, let's fly! Don't you mean flee? <laughs> Get it? Besides, do you think it's such a good idea to disturb the king? I mean, after, you know... Yes, well, we're not exactly interrupting him to let him know the latest footy scores, are we? Now, come on! There's no time to lose! So Jan and Stan fly, hastily into the sunset. Could the day yet be saved? Would the king see another day? Will the sheriff have his hands full? And more importantly, what was the footy scores? Meanwhile, back at the palace... Why is my life such a bitch? I mean, do you realise that if I hadn't have woken when I did, I would have never woken again, ever! I'm the bloody King Flea! I can't die! It's just not right! I fought in over 100 battles! I survived the plague! Black Death! Cholera! Not to mention the winter of discontent! Uh, excuse me, Your Majesty, but isn't that the same thing? Isn't what the same thing? The Black Death and Cholera. They might as well be the same thing to you, but to me, they were two totally different experiences! Okay, and so, uh... Pardon my ignorance, Your Majesty, again. But in what way were they different? Well, um, well, well, for one thing, they are spelt totally differently. And besides, stop picking at straws. After all, this is all your fault, remember? King Fleeco! Jan and... Uh-oh! Eventually, Stan, explain all to their king. He, no, they, had to come up with a plan. And fast. But what could they do against the mighty sheriff? Come to think of it, what could they do against anyone? These poor, defenceless, pathetic, blood-sucking, pain-in-the-ass creatures of God. <laughs> I have it! All gather around to hear King Fleeco's master plan. Would it be crazy enough to work? Well, there was only one sure way to find out. It certainly seems simple enough. But then, I guess when you only have a brain the size of a flea, it would have to be. Wouldn't it? Ah, uh, sorry, King Fleeco. Do you think you could run over that last bit one more time? And while you're at it, do you think you could run over the first bit as well? Not to mention the middle bit. I just thought I'd... Oh dear, there's a pattern forming here, isn't there? The journey. Mary and the sheriff are on their way to the main square. Take a good look around you, Mary. For it's the last chance you shall have to appreciate the beauties of our magnificent English countryside. Oh, important one. Is there no way I can make you change your mind? How many more times? It's not impotent, it's important. Yes, you've guessed it. Important. Yes, yes, all right, I know all that. Now, as for any last-minute reprieve, 
I suppose there is one ray of hope. Although I should warn you, there is no guarantee of success. Talking of which, Mary, meet Cess. Cess, say hello to Mary. What? Do you mean it can talk? And just as the sheriff launches himself at Mary once more, the carriage suddenly screeches to a halt. Causing the sheriff to propel forward and smack his cherry. Ouch! Or is it cherries? Right, what the f*** is going on? As the sheriff comes to, he notices a big-like shield and three sinister-looking men stood in the middle of the road, armed with shovels. Pray tell, what is the meaning of this shield? And if you don't mind me asking, who the bloody hell are you? Actually, it's a sign, see? Roadworks. And as for who we are, no, I don't mind you asking in the slightest. Nope, me neither. Nor me. Okay, who are you? We are proud and honourable members of the newly formed council. <laughs> he means the newly formed consul. That's what I just said. Was it? I think so. And what exactly are you supposed to be doing? Well, see this pile of earth here? Yes. Well, we're taking this pile of earth here. And putting it over there. Yes, it, it all sounds very technical, not to mention enthralling. Oh, it is. Very. That's right, it is. I was being sarcastic. Anyhow, never mind that. Now, as much as I know that I'm going to regret asking you this, why are the tops of your asses hanging out of your trousers? Haha, <laughs> that's because we're recently released inmates, sire, from the gastritis wing of Her Majesty's prison. Ah, I know who you are now. Your workers form the newly formed council, as in county council. By the way, lads, Roadworks is spelt R-O-A-D, not R-O-D-E. Drive on. And don't work too hard, lads. Remember, start as you mean to go on. Nope, I'm confused. As Mary and the sheriff once again set off, King Fleeco is making the final preparations to his do-or-die plan of attack. Thank you! Thank you! Now, I don't need to tell you all of the importance... Or is that impotence? Another of this mission. But I think that it is fair to say that not all of us will be coming back. Well, except for me, of course, because I'll be really well protected. And at the rear. Suffice to say, hold your head up high, remain vigilant at all times, and most importantly, don't get distracted by any stray dogs or cats. Because you know what happened last time, yes? Yes. Right! People of Fleeco, to war! Because of the roadworks, Mary and the Sheriff were forced to take a detour. The Sheriff is growing ever impatient and once again looks at his bare wrist. If we don't get a move on, we're going to be late. Seriously, no. Why do you always look at your wrist when referring to the time? That's for me to know and for you to remain ever so curious about. Well, for another 1 hour, 22 minutes and 13 seconds anyway. Pray tell. What would you do to me if I was to call you something rude? Why, I'd personally give you ten of the very best. Okay, what would you do if I were just to think it? England, Mary, may well be full of a lot of injustices. Purely off the record, that is. But whilst it remains a free country, you can think what you like. Good. In that case, I think you're a complete and a... Oh, what? <laughs> Ow! Right, what is it now? As the sheriff gathers himself together, he looks out of the carriage window, only to be confronted this time by an old, frail woman with a hunch on her back. Which I guess is better than a chip on your shoulder. Excuse me, frail peasant, but we seem to be lost. Can you direct us to Barnstable? As the old woman turns and faces the sheriff, it can be seen that she is holding a large horn up to her ear, indicating that she is in fact as deaf as a post. Oh, great. Here goes nothing. Did you say bar? 
staple? No, no, you stupid old mayor. I didn't say Barnes Staple. I said Barnes Stable. Right, so you don't want to go to Barnes Staple? You want to go to Barnes Stable? That is what I said, yes. Only with not quite so many R's. Now, do you know the way or don't you? What, a Barnes Stable? Yes. And not? Barnes Staple. No, I already know the way to Barn uh, to Barnes Staple. I now want to get to Barnes Stable. Pity, because I know the shortcut to Barnes Staple. Get you there in no time. Right, last time. Do you know the way to Barnes Stable? Yes or no? Barnes. Stable? Did you say? Yes, yes, bloody yes. No, you can't say I does. Sorry. Right, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Barn Stable. Home of horror and Mrs. Myrtle's coffee shop. Just think Amsterdam. And people eager to see Mary's execution are gathering in the main square along with various street traders and entertainers. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I shall now attempt to juggle without the aid of any camera trick photography. It won't be camera trick photography then. I think he's one of them there people before his time. No less than seven balls. With a difference. Prepare to be amazed. And what be without their stupid accent? Because me can't fathom a word him spitting. At which point, and by no coincidence, apparently it's all in the timing, Mary and the Sheriff arrive, and by pure fluke, manage to find a parking space right outside the very spot they are wanting to disembark. Ah, the sweet smell of death. Don't you just love it, Mary? Oh no, perhaps not. Still, there's no pleasing some people, is there? As they exit the carriage, they are greeted by a small, pale child leaning on a crooked white stick. Oh, impotent one, spare a penny for a blind orphan child. Do you know what? I'm not even going to rise to that. Finally, still. Acceptance is half the battle, right? And as the sheriff proceeds to push the beggar child to the floor... Ouch! Two drummers begin to... drum. And in turn, the procession begins, consisting of the local priest... Hello! Mary... Hi! The sheriff... Uh. Two guards... Yo! And the two drums. As you can see, Mary, a sellout crowd. You are indeed a, a very popular lady. Or could it have something to do with the national final of the dung dunking competition? Either way, whilst I now proceed to wave at this pathetic mob and smile in a condescending manner, have you any last words? Oh, sire, but I am a simple maiden of old medieval England. Tis the only sentence I knows. What? The only one? The only complete one, yes. But if you spare my life, I could learn another one, and maybe another one after that. Who knows, before long I could even recite a full speech. All the great classics. Shakespeare to be or not... Yes, well, if you put it like that... Oh, go on, Master Sawyer. I think not. We've got far too many people as it is thinking for themselves these days. Why do you think there have been so many educational cutbacks? Right, executioner, do what you're paid for. Step forward, the executioner. He is bulky in build, not to mention hairy and sweaty. He wears the traditional leather mask and matching waistcoat and is yielding a rather large axe. Sorry, sire, but I'm afraid that I can oblige you upon your request. What? Look, if it's about the rumour going around that I ravished your otherwise pure and innocent virgin daughter, I can explain. Don't attempt to divert the bloody issue in hand with malicious mongerings and idle tittle-tattle. The fact remains that of 12 noon precisely, all DIC, K, HG and ADS union members are on official strike notice and picket action will remain so until demands are met. 
But, but we've just issued you with new leather masks and axes. What more do you need? What more do I need? Well, apart from the fact that I'm the bloody hangman, work it out for yourself, lad. What about the rate of inflation? I've getting four daughters to feed Danos. You've got four daughters? Hmm, now, where's a thought? Tell me, where exactly was it you said you lived? Right, you completely ignored our request for all new polyester masks. These leather ones are fair to what, and another bloody thing. Yes, 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 never mind all of that. Besides, I thought that you were supposed to be burning her at the stake. I've brought my dice and everything. Typical. Just bloody typical. Saw yesterday. Right, that's it. Call in the bloody army. Meanwhile, things were cooking on the Western Front. Come on, Stan. Please tell me you're ready. Almost, Jan. I can't seem to find my sword. Out of lecky again, then, Stan. Hey, Jan. Yes, Stan? Do you think it's just a coincidence that our names rhyme? How do you mean? Ah, it's just something that Jill and Bill said. Why don't we ask Kerry and Jerry? Better still ask Sean and Dawn, they're bound to know. And it wasn't only King Fleeco's army whom it seemed were preparing for action. Sergeant, no more appointment for duty, sir! That's more like it. Right, now then, hang on a minute. You're a woman. Hence the name, sir! Yes, quite. Now, I know that this isn't your usual line of duty, but let's give this crowd something to sing about, shall we? Stepping forward, Sergeant Nobles, sorry, I mean Noble, proceeds to place Mary's head into the noose, greeted by rapturous cheers from the ever-excitable crowd. Hmm. When's the dung dung in? Next, the priest stands alongside Mary and begins to murmur gobbledygoo to himself. Gobbly goo, gobbly goo, gobbly, gobbly, gobbly. Meanwhile, at the other side of the square... Right, lads, are we all present and correct? Everyone except Stan, Your Majesty. He's had to go to the little boy's room. OK. In the meantime, did you all remember to sharpen your weapons? Yeah. <sighs> oh, sorry about that, Your Majesty. Have I missed anything? Did you remember to sharpen your tools, Stan? Hey, I know I've got a bit of a reputation, sir, but I'm not sadistic. Not that tool, you fool. Hey, lads, did you just hear that? I did it again. <laughs> he was referring to your combat weapon, Stan. Ah, well, it's funny you should mention that. Well, I was in a hurry, and it was dark, and I had no money for the meter. So I've inadvertently come armed with a French stick. A, a French, French bloody stick? stick. What damage can you possibly do with a French bloody, bloody stick? It's okay, Your Majesty. It's a stale one. Someone up there really doesn't like me, do they? By the way, what is that awful smell? Seriously, Jan, say nothing, right? No worries, Stan. Your secret's safe with me. Just don't stand so close, yeah? <clears throat> Meanwhile, back at the main square, the priest is coming to the end of his dribble. Therefore, O oh Lord, embrace this poor unfortunate child and forgive her, for she knew not what she was doing. Did you, Mary? Mary. Sorry, were you speaking to me? Just say no. Okay, no, 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 no. There, will that do? Give her a purpose, O oh Lord, a new meaning. But nothing too elaborate, never trust a blonde, right? But I'm a redhead. Close enough. Suddenly, a man pushes his way through the crowd and confronts Mary. May I take this opportunity to introduce myself, my card, Uncle Faker's Undertakers. Yes, he too was a poet. But like, who cares? Well, it certainly rolls off the tongue nicely. Almost as nicely, Mary, as your head is about to roll into that beautifully handcrafted basket which incidentally is available from all good stockists, priced two and six. Oh, don't you just love a bargain? When suddenly, and without warning, which effectively is the same thing, King Fleeco and his mighty band of warriors swoop down into action. To the death, lads! Well, for uh, you lot anyway. Uh-oh, Stan. Don't you power pack again? Actually, no, Jan. That was me. Sorry. Oh! Ooh! Ooh! Ah! 
King Fleeco's plan was working. Mmm. Mmm. It was as if the dark grey sky and the cold blistering chill that once filled the air was now replaced with a giant opening of the clouds and a golden ray of sun. In my defence, I did only say that it was as if, not that it actually did. Needless to say, once again, King Fleeco found himself balanced on the tip of Mary's nose. Quick! Mary! There's no time to lose! Now get up and run! Run! Run as fast as your legs will carry you! And don't look back! And so, Mary hastily freed herself and ran leaving King Fleeco and his ever-dependable army to battle it out. R ooh, ooh, ah. Hey, what about me? I was rather enjoying that. Mary ran, and she ran, and she ran, and she ran, and she, yes, you've guessed it, ran. Never looking back, barely able to focus on what lay ahead. But it mattered not, for Mary was free. But free from what? For Mary now knew that she could never return to her normal life. If you can call sleeping in a cesspit, eating what the pigs leave, and wearing clothes from a cheap high street retailer normal, that is. Oh, what was she to do to do? Oh, but I am a simple maiden of old medieval England. What am I to do to do? For I alone cannot defend myself against the so-called lawyers of Justic. Or something like that. Who's there? Just then, Mary looked up and noticed a small grey squirrel poking its head out of the hole of a great English oak. Was this a sign from God? Oi, keep the noise down. Some of us are trying to sleep around here. Oh, sorry. Evidently not. So, without further ado, Mary once again clambered to her feet. Are you joking me? And she ran through the thick thistles of the forest, across the damp dews of the dandelion and dock leaf drenched ditches, skipping the swirling swifts of the pathway puddles, bunny hopping the barbed wire barriers of the... Actually, I'm just going to cut to the chase here, until finally. She was back to where it had all began. Yes, the Brunswick Inn. The usual, Mary. Sad that Betty give us a large one. Was this fate, Mary thought to herself? Did I? As she reflected on all that had happened? If so, it was bloody typical. Was it? That this, but simple, not to mention annoying, maiden of old medieval England had quite simply been born one of life's outcasts. Conned by the tooth fairy, forgotten by Santa Claus, and misinformed by the local social welfare officer. However, for now, she would console herself in the belief that the aristocracy of her beloved England would continue to care for her and all poor people like her. After all, that's what makes Britain great. Oh yes, and that one day, pigs would fly. But they will! But wait, surely no. It couldn't be. Once again, and as if against all the odds, King Fleeco found himself perched on the tip of Mary's nose. Mary! Thank goodness you're safe! But quickly, we have no time to waste. There is still so much to be done if Fleeco is to be saved from eternal oblivion. Oh, sod off, I knackered. Raising her left hand, Mary flicks King Fleeco off the tip of her nose and once again into a said tankard of cider. Bitch! This time, however, it remained standing and went completely unnoticed by anyone. Because let's face it, that really would have been bloody typical. Phew, does that mean there's not going to be a sequel? Just then, actually I now see what they mean about timing, enter Robin and a bunch of merry men. Here we go, here we go, here we go. All of whom were pleased to see Mary once more. Lads, I said all of whom. Mary! Robin. (sighs) Running over to where Mary lay, Robin takes her into his ever-loving arms. Quickly, make way! And gently sits Mary down onto a chair. 
Somebody fetch me a goblet of Adam's ale. Once handed the goblet, he puts it tenderly to Mary's lips. Sip, Mary. Please, for the love of... something, sip. But Mary did not sip. Frightened, Robin decides to resort to more drastic measures and hurls the remainder of the goblet's contents into Mary's face. Add two heaped teaspoons of powdered mushrooms, hand-picked, and simmer slowly for 20 minutes. Mary, Mary, oh, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? No, that's not it. Mary, oh, sweet, sweet Mary, where have you been? And why are you holding that there lamb? Oh, tis a long story, but Robin, I am no longer the same old Mary Oldbold that you once knew of old. Oh no, for so, so much has happened since I last saw thee. But Mary, you've only been gone one and a half days. Fact is, I'm an outlaw, Robin, wanted boy. The law is a justic. Or something like that. Consequently, I've had to give up my life here and go forth and start afresh in the... Deep neck of the forest. Oh, surely you don't mean... Sherwood Forest! Well, actually, I was thinking of somewhere slightly more closer to home, to be honest. But, yeah, why the boldedly not? Oh, Robin, come with me. Mary, if only you knew how long I have waited for you to utter them very words. Oh, you too, Friar. And what about you, you small to medium-sized John? And together, we can build our own army and fight for truth, honour and real justice. What are you saying? That we should steal from the rich and give to the poor? And crap like that? Well, no... Personally, I was thinking more along the lines of setting up a hippie commune and organising weekend music festivals. But what the hey, your idea sounds just as much fun and what's more, I think I should change my name to, oh I don't know, how about... Actually, Mary, can I stop you right there? Because I was like, just joking. Oh, phew, me too, Robin. Drinks all round, let's get bladder! And so it was whatever was is, and they all lived happily ever after. Well, I presume they did. Not that I give a toss either way, to be honest. As for me... Do you mind? I'm trying to have a quiet set tankard here. Sorry, Sid. Everyone back as you were. As I was saying, as for me, I can now happily sign off in the knowledge that, even though this tale of old was in fact a complete pile of pish, I personally have grown ever more handsome throughout the entire production process. Therefore, it only leaves me to say, on behalf of all involved, farewell and for so, and indeed, up the laws of justice. Oh, please, shut the up. The end. Well, for us lot, anyway. Bye!